Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings, listeners. You're back where it's at, and I'm spinning the beginning of the winning talk show that pops to the top, always nice, with some spice, where we hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay engaged, educated, empowered, and encouraged with trending topics, noted news, interviews, and much, much more. This is Tanisha Baker, and you're inside Talking With T. It's September 12th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Two Chains, the late Fast and Furious star Paul Walker, R&B songstress Jennifer Hudson, the late Olympian Jesse Owens, and the late smooth crooner Barry White. On this date in history, Dr. Mae Jemison is launched from the Kennedy Center into history as the first African-American woman in space. On the national calendar, it is Chocolate Milkshake Day, National Video Game Day, and National Words of Encouragement Day. Also on this date in history, President John F. Kennedy married Jacqueline Bouvier in 1953. Yesterday, many commemorated 9-11, a day of tragedy in American history. On September 11, 2001, 19 militants associated with the Islamic extremist group Al-Qaeda hijacked four airliners and carried out suicide attacks against targets in the United States. Two of the planes were flown into the towers of the World Trade Center in New York City. A third plane hit the Pentagon just outside Washington, D.C., and the fourth plane crashed in a field in Pennsylvania. Over 3,000 people were killed during the attacks in New York City and Washington, D.C., including more than 400 police officers and firefighters. As announced last week, the theme this month is Slay It in September. Remember that the word slay is a popular slang term that can be defined as accomplishing something amazing, dominating something, or succeeding in making your presence known or to be impressive. So, this month, you're encouraged to face each day with the intention to slay. Be your best self every day. Dolly Parton says if it sags, bags, or drags, she's going to nip it, tuck it, and suck it. Keep it tight and right. Add some sass with some class and slay each day. I also challenge you to send me pictures or call in and share how you or someone you know slays it in September. I'll be on the lookout to share those that slay each day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, let's turn our attention to our happy highlights. And my first happy highlight today is about a single mom that noticed a lot of cars when she dropped her son off at school. She asked him what was going on, and he said that it was donuts with dad. She quickly went home, changed clothes, put on a fake mustache, baseball hat, and cologne, and returned to the school. She said she knows that her son not having a father in his life is difficult, and he has had to miss out on similar events in the past. She saw that same sad look on his face and didn't want that again. She said she wished she had thought of this sooner. The photos of this event went viral, and she received responses from all over, especially giving a shout-out to single moms. The next happy highlight reveals another gesture of kindness 
as a total stranger decided to help a pregnant woman traveling alone on a flight with her son who was really upset and fussy. The man told the woman that he was a dad and wanted to help her so she could rest. Passengers said the man walked the aisle most of the flight with the young boy comforting him. The lady sharing the story said that witnessing this brought her to tears, not because he was white and the woman was black, but because it showed that there are still good people in the world. Let's check out our Monday Mini Quick Bits. Ferguson activist Darren Seals was found inside a burned vehicle right outside of St. Louis. It was discovered that he also had a gunshot wound. Authorities are still looking for a suspect and a motive. More and more people are following Kaepernick's lead in protest of the national anthem. He has even been referred to as the modern-day Rosa Parks. Additionally, Jed York, owner of the San Francisco 49ers, has announced he will match Kaepernick's $1 million pledge to organizations working to fight inequality and improve relationships between law enforcement and surrounding communities. The Zika virus continues to spread as the threat grows in Miami. Usher receives a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and Martin Lawrence is returning to stand-up comedy after 14 years with a new Showtime hour-long special titled Martin Lawrence Doing Time Uncut. On September 9th of 1971, prisoners took over and shut down Attica, New York's most notorious prison. Well now, incarcerated people in 24 states and 40 prisons across the U.S. are participating in a work strike to coincide with the 45th anniversary of the Attica Prison Uprising. Before I move on, I feel it is my duty to share again that the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 has been recalled for catching on fire. It has been announced all over the news and social media, yet people keep using this device. My advice, please stop and stop immediately. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back with my special guest, Zenobia Dobson, and Trending News and the Crazy Chronicles with that witty duo, the know-it-all Professor J, and top investigator and instigator, P.I. Pam. Fearless, whenever your presence resides in me, I, I 
on social media were some derogatory comments stemming from a high school robbery over a football game. Now, let me say that I can somewhat excuse kids because they're kids. What I have little tolerance for is adults demonstrating childish behavior and acting in a way that's immature and does not exhibit the characteristics of a positive role model for our youth. I won't apologize for having loyalty to my alma mater. However, as many of you know, I'm an advocate for all students. And when you attack the students or the school directly, you've actually crossed the line. I have with me my dear friend and classmate, Zenobia Dobson, to share her thoughts about this issue. So first, Zenobia, welcome to Talking with T, and I'm glad to have you on the show this week. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, so so share with our listeners your thoughts, because we've had some discussion about what's been going on since the game Friday night. Well, I observed some comments on Facebook, because I'm there every once in a while, but I observed a lot of comments just going back and forth. I liked some, and I disliked some. I also deleted some but Mm -hmm. i just feel the need to address the adults because of our children you know we are their biggest role models you know they are with us every day we see them all day every day so we have to lead by example and not authority and the game that night the atmosphere was was really good because I went to Osmonds myself, so, you know, I was just happy to see some of my classmates there. And I was just glad to see teachers and, you know, just people that I haven't saw in a long time. So the atmosphere, it was all good. And a win is a win. If you win, celebrate your victory. Even if you lose, you know, just still embrace one another. Be happy for one another. And with my own son, I observed him when he went out at the end of the game. He went. I saw him give, you know, give high fives, give dog pound, handshake. And it really touched my heart when I saw him hug a few guys. Because he has friends, you know, that play with Alcinese. He has friends that, that play with a lot of schools around here. It's 14 schools, high schools in Knoxville, and they are all connected in some way. 
They grow right. up playing ball together. And, you know, since they went to high school, it's it's totally different. But, you know, us as adults, we have to teach our children to just, you know, just be okay with some things. And some things it's not to be okay with. But a win is a win. If you won fair and square, you won. Celebrate your victory. But as, you know, as the team, the losing team, you know, you just have to keep your head up and move to the next level. That's the way I see it. I told my son, me and, me and him, we talk a lot. Zachelyn, Dobson, you know, we talk a lot. So we talked that same night about the whole situation. And he thought some of it was funny. And we had to get on the real deal about it all. And I just let him know, Zach, we are, we are all unified. We are all together as one. And, you know, we're not going to stop moving because of this game, this high school game. We're still going to be friends at the end of the day. And we we still going to be football players. We still going to have to get out on the field to face another team. So right. it's okay for that team to celebrate their victory. And, yeah. you, and, and you know, I will say that some of the kids, many of the kids, seem to behave better than many of the adults. Yes, I saw that for myself. I observed it. You know, I stayed in the stands just to see, you know, how everything was going on. And for one thing, like I said, I observed my own. And I will always do that because I'm his mother. And mm -hmm. that's the role that right. I play in his life. So I'm right. going to always, you know, be, be a leader in his life. And I'm going to be that ear. I'm going to be that shoulder. Or however it is he needs me. I'm his number one fan. So I'm going to remain that. You know, whether it's little league, high school, <laughs> even yeah. college. Right. I'm going to be there for him. And I just, you know, I just want parents to look at this differently. You know, we as adults, stop making it an issue. Just learn how to have fun. and You know, get out there and love one another and embrace. You know, right now, that's what we really need. Well, I was just going to say, and we happened to see it. It came to light recently, you know, for this football game. But I have seen, and I don't really know another way to put it other than I have seen people act a plum fool at Little League games. I mean, <laughs> these parents were about to come to blows, and at the end of the day, the kids are friends, and parents are walking around not speaking to each other. And then the next thing I know, the kids start simulating the actions and the behaviors of the adults in their lives. And then we turn around and get mad at them, wondering what's wrong with them, when they're just doing what they see the adults do. But I have been to a many of games, a many of mm -hmm. games with the children. And, you know, I encourage a lot of kids. Especially with the situation that happened to my other son, Xavier. You know, he, you know, I'm sure everyone knows about what happened with him. But when I see children, I ask them how they're doing. You know, I give them hugs. I ask them how is school? How, you know, how are things going? Even if it's just a simple hello or a handshake. That's just me. I have always. It didn't just start now because of right. Davion's death. You know, I have right. always, always known you to be that way. Yes, I have always done that with kids. And, you know, that's just my passion. I love them. 
And, you know, I'm going to show them some way or another. I'm going to show them that, hey, I'm here and I care for you. And that's what I wish that these are, you know, us as adults, I hope that, you know, we can someday, you know, just be a, in, be an encouragement for our children. Whether if they are doing bad, still encourage them. And we've talked also because this, this football game and this controversy, that's petty. If we really want to fight, if we really want to argue, we need to be unified and argue against what's going on in our communities that's bringing the community down and that is a barrier for our children to progress and that's kind of dimming what we would hope to be bright futures. We need to unify and fight against those things, not each other. Absolutely. I totally agree because, you know, we are their role models and it's it's up to us to you know, be leaders. It's mm-hmm. it's up to us to stand up for something. And my main thing is to stand up for our children. I'm going to always try my best to be a voice for our children. And if I know I've done that at the end of the day, I can sleep well at night. Just as long as I know that I'm going to motivate my own child and I'm going to motivate someone else's child as well. And we, it is time for us to unify and come together on our children's behalf. And we can do this. We can do this. It's not too late. We can stand up for one another. We can embrace one another. And we can go to games in peace. We're going to cheer for our teams. We're going to cheer for both sides of the team, of the fence. We're going to cheer for both sides of the fence. You know, whether you like it or not, you're still an, an adult. Just Stay in an adult's place. Well, you know I love you, and I thank you so much for spending a little time talking with T today. And I know our listeners appreciate hearing your insights because what you said was the total truth. And so, uh, again, I thank you, and I appreciate you. And I thank you, Tanisha, and I love you. And I just want to tell Knoxville, we got to just stay unified for our community. That's my main thing that I, you know, I just want to see our communities come together as one. You know, if other communities that I see do it, they doing it. And we can do the same thing as well. We are going to trot right into trending news, and I'm going to welcome the witty duo, know-it-all Professor Jay and top investigator and instigator P.I. Pam to the show. How are the two of you? Wonderfully well. I am lovely. I am laughing at the private investigator and instigator. I like that, (laughs) see? (laughs) It just seems to fit. (laughs) Yes, it does. Well... (laughs) Um, Earlier this year, we reported a story about a Florida team that was a master imposter, and I think that actually Jay dug up some details on this story for us this week. All righty. So Malachi Love Robinson uh, was recently arrested in Stafford County, Virginia, for attempting to buy a Jaguar for $35,000. Now, mind you, he's 19 years old, and employees at the Kager Motor Cars dealership 
were a little suspicious because Malachi Love Robinson completed an online credit application and listed a woman as a co-signer on said credit application. Now, this young lady was, well, actually, she's not very young, but she's a friend of the family who uh, Malachi Love Robinson considers her his godmother. So, of course, they were tipped off to uh, the fact that this fraudulent credit application was filled out. And when he got to the car dealership, there were investigators waiting for him to arrest him. And needless to say, there were other credit applications filled out uh, in the same woman's name for a $1,200 charge the day before this Jaguar was purchased for two iPads and a cell phone this woman hadn't purchased. So he was charged with identity fraud and false statements to obtain credit and obtaining money by false pretenses. So he's currently in the Rappahannock Regional Jail with no bond. So, wow, when does it end? I mean, this young man has been in the news since, I think we first reported his story last February as he was impersonating a doctor and running this fake medical clinic. And then I guess he was 17 or 18. And I thought maybe he would stop then or that he was in jail. I don't know what happened. But I see he is on the loose and still causing more mayhem. And I guess, of course, now he's in jail without bond, but... This this nineteen year old sure is conniving. Right. And I just I just want him to live out the last few teenage years that he has before he has to become a real adult with real responsibility. And my thing is, why don't he just enroll in somebody's school? He is young if he really wants to be a doctor. I mean, he has to be smart in some areas to keep pulling all these scams off and then he was right. actually seeing people before. So why not, if you have that much sense to do that, just imagine what he could do if he really got in school and focused. Right. He right. has You're some right. degree of intelligence. He has some degree of intelligence, and I'm pretty sure that he would do very, very well in somebody's college or university. I just need for him to redirect all of this energy, you know, rather than <laughs> trying to get by on these get-rich-quick schemes that he seems to try to come up with and is only moderately successful at. Of course, now, this last little incident, he's not very successful because he's in jail and he has no Jaguar. So, <laughs> no Jaguar, and, and no, no bond. bond. Mm-hmm. No Jaguar, no bond. <laughs> well, I want to move on. Uh, you know, some police still don't seem to have received a memo to try and de-escalate a situation before springing into action that would cause the death of someone. It was reported yesterday that 56-year-old Gregory Frazier was shot and killed by Broward County, Florida police on September the 10th. The police had been called to his home in response to a domestic disturbance call when he'd been in an argument with his niece. When they arrived at his house, it says that Frazier was sitting in his backyard eating chicken wings and fries. I don't know why that was really relevant to the story, but anyway, that's what it said. He's sitting in his backyard. You know, eating his chicken wings and fries, and he had a small, rusted Swiss Army style pocket knife. Small, rusted Swiss Army pocket knife in his hand. Keep in mind, in his backyard. Police ordered Frazier to get down on the ground, in which he responded to leave him alone. They repeated the order, and again, 
he asked to be left alone. Then it was reported that moments later, moments later, not one, but two officers opened fire on Frazier. And then they opened fire on him. Of course, he falls to the ground. They handcuff him. And then they realize he's unresponsive. So they remove the handcuff, attempting to perform CPR, but unfortunately it was too late. So, again, this is, I don't know, maybe I should have put this in the Crazy Chronicles because this doesn't even seem like it makes any kind of sense. But it speaks to the reoccurring tragedy that are happening to many of our African-American males. I just don't get it. That is craziness. It is. Then to throw in the chicken wings and the fries. What what what's really going on? Well, I don't know. That was a part of the story. And the only thing I can think of is if you're sitting somewhere eating, you're obviously not posing a threat to someone. Right. Right. You can't just shoot somebody because they didn't want to lay down on the ground. I I I, I just can't. I'm just not understanding. There's nothing that can be said to make me understand how these types of stories reoccur in the news every week. And, and I, I didn't know we ain't gonna, we're not going to cause no trouble if we eating chicken anyway. Too soon. Right. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say I'm kind of stuck on that because it seems as if, you know, they're rolling with the stereotype. Well, that's what he was eating. Well, I mean, I mean stereotype or not, that's what he had. But, I'm, I mean, like I said, I really don't know. <laughs> like you said, I I don't see how that's necessarily relevant to the story. I mean, he could have been eating prime rib. Outcome prime. Or they could have said he was eating, period. He was enjoying yeah, a meal. He was just yeah. eating. They yeah. tried throwing the chicken because, you know, that's stereotypical of black people. They might as well say he was eating some chicken, some chitlins, the watermelon, <laughs> and drinking some Kool-Aid. What kind, of, what kind of Kool-Aid, though? And all that sounds you know, good to me. We don't do flavors. You know, black people don't let do flavors. We do uh, Honey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about those flavors. And now, once again, Pam, investigator Pam, you've instigated a whole nother conversation because I want to just tell you and the listeners, if you haven't tried the combination of black cherry and orange Kool-Aid, you're missing out on one of the greatest flavors in life. Okay, we'll carry black on. cherry and orange. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get me some tomorrow. I'm gonna have to try a little way, even though I'm not really a Kool Aid drinker. I'm just just trying to let you know, trying to keep you informed. <laughs> so, you know, we're gonna move on to the Crazy Chronicles, and my first story in the Crazy Chronicles is definitely crazy, but it's really not funny. There have been multiple stories recently about those that profess to be pastors or religious leaders that are getting busted for inappropriate contact with youth. And I said that as nicely as I could. This story is about a youth pastor that recently pleaded guilty to four counts of sexual battery and was sentenced to 10 years in prison for abusing a teenage girl who was a member of the church in which he volunteered. So that part of the story uh, isn't so odd, unfortunately. It's not odd because we keep hearing similar things like this. What is appalling, or dare I say crazy about the story, is that the church asked the teen and her mother not to return until she apologized to the pastor's wife for, quote, putting the pastor in an adrenaline and lust-filled situation. 
Now, I see this as a problem, y'all. I mean, when does the victim have to apologize? And how dare the church try to force this team to apologize to this pastor's wife? I don't get it. Can somebody please explain? But it still does not make sense to me. So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where this young lady did wrong. You know what? I'm going to encourage the listeners to go on www.talkingwitht.com and look for the link on the story on today's show, and you can judge for yourself. But from what I read, none of that was true. In fact, she had tried to push off his advances. She felt very uncomfortable. She told him she didn't want to do the things that he was trying to engage her in, and it kind of escalated from him giving her rides to inappropriate touching and then so on. But it was very obvious, from at least from what I read, that this wasn't something that she had provoked or that she had welcomed. So I'm a little put off by this church that is requiring what I would consider the victim to apologize for what a grown man had done to her. And what, what church is he going to have to apologize to? He, he's in prison for 10 years, so he's going to have to uh, apologize from the jail cell. Well, mm, mm. That, makes, that makes no sense to me. No. At all. And what church is this now? So I, I know not to put that on my list of churches to go visit. <laughs> that won't be on your bucket list. <laughs> at all. Okay. No yeah. Well, it was a church in Ohio, <laughs> Columbia Baptist Church. Based out of North Olsted. Oh, so. no. It's a Baptist church, Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's even crazier yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And while we're putting it out there, I guess I might as well spill the rest of the beans. The pastor's name was Brian Mitchell. He was 31 years old. And, again, they have forbidden the family of the teenager from attending their services until she apologizes to the wife after she was raped. I was just going to say, in all seriousness, um, I don't see where necessarily them not returning to the church would be a bad thing, if for nothing more. It would probably be a blessing to this young lady and her family because after she has, after this young lady's been drugged through the mud and her family's name has been drugged through the mud, she's been victimized. You know, we look at the church as a place of healing, a place of redemption, and if this church is not allowing her to, you know, be fully healed, be fully redeemed uh, as a result of the things that she's experienced as a hand, at the hand of this minister, then that's not the place for her or for her family. So, in all, again, in all seriousness, I just pray that she's able to find a place where she can worship freely and, you know, let let the Lord do the work that he has to do in her life, you know, to get her to a place where she's whole, where she's healed, and where she can, you know, fully be the young lady that God wants her to be. And well I'm stepping off my super, super spiritual soapbox. I'm stepping down. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, we're going to move on because this next story is true to the nature of our crazy chronicles as we normally do them. And it's about a man in Kansas City who's been accused of robbing a bank. Now, 70-year-old Lawrence John Ripple walked into the Bank of Labor in Kansas City and handed a teller a note that read, I have a gun. Give me money. 
Okay. Then he took the money and just sat down in the lobby of the bank until the security guard came for him. He told the guard, you know, he said, I'm the guy you're looking for. Then the police came and he was arrested. Ripple told the investigators that he had been arguing with his wife and he no longer wanted to be in that situation. In fact, he had actually written his demand note in front of his wife and said that he would rather be in jail than at home. So this whole scheme was orchestrated to get him to jail so he would no longer have to live with his wife. Now, unfortunately, I guess it's unfortunate, he was released on bond this past Wednesday. So how bad do things have to be at home for you to rather go to jail than to be at said home? That is crazy. And I'm trying to think, are there not any other alternatives? Was he so dependent on his home that he needed to go somewhere where he could have, I don't know, three hops and a cop. I'm just trying to figure out why he couldn't figure out any other alternatives, especially at 70 years old. Right. And I'm curious to know how long they had been married because in the words of my grandma, it seemed like to me that <laughs> if, if she had been this much of a nagging woman for a considerable amount of time, Shoot, he ought to be used to it by now. Right. Or or maybe he planned his escape long before now and could have come up with something better than going to prison at 70 years old. (laughs) I know. (sighs) Bless him. Yeah, bless him. Well, that's it for this bit. And as usual, we all look forward to the two of you sharing your witty wisdom next week. And I, for one, can't wait to hear what you have to say. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know, I'm going to say it. Well, be reminded that you can now call in and leave your thoughts on topics or issues. And your call may be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is area code 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. Once you call, you will receive instructions on how to proceed. Also make note that I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. As we strive to take Talking with T to the next level, your feedback is important. Please, please, please take a moment and write a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or however you tune into the show. Your reviews will help boost the show. This will help secure sponsors and move us forward. Once again, we've come to an end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Currently, you can listen to Talking With T on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music. Again, we would really appreciate your support by liking and commenting on social media, as well as writing reviews wherever the opportunity permits. Remember that new shows drop each Monday, and don't forget to subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Work for a cause, not for applause. Live life to express 
not to impress. Don't strive to make your present notice, just make your absence felt. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Teeth.